You're listening to the A Scully Cast, brought to you by www.ascully.com. And here are your hosts, A Scully and Sid Talk. Testing, testing, one, two, three. We always do the testing, testing, one, two, three before the podcast. So let's do it during the podcast. Okay. Testing, testing, one, two, three. First, let me clarify, because I'm the wife and I have to. We do not do this. You do this. Singularly. Testing, testing. mic check, mic check. (laughs) If I were doing it, it would not always be the same. I'm the king of rock. There ain't none higher. All you suckers will call me sire. This doesn't... I usually do a bit of run the MC. No, 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 you don't. This doesn't happen, so... (laughs) Anyway, uh, what were we talking about before the show? Um, I was talking about putting the Christmas tree up at work, as well as an encounter with, uh, I don't know what you call them, well, some people call them higher-ups at work, so I guess that's what it was. Anything else? No. There wasn't much before the episode. Christmas tree. Yeah. Oh, our Christmas tree. Yeah, we put it's our lovely. Christmas tree up yesterday, and, and some you- people would say, you crazy people it's nowhere no, near christmas most people wouldn't say you're people crazy. from england would say that to you okay most american a lot of american people christmas thanksgiving's I, over you go for the christmas. general thing in england is you put the tree up two weeks before christmas and take it down two weeks well you take it down two weeks after it's that period oh you wait two weeks you wait till like uh new year's until yeah you wait until like the middle of december to put it up and then you take it down just after new year's Right. But here it seems a bit different because people like to decorate the outside of the houses, and that'd be kind of crazy in the middle of January, having like all little houses. A lot of people keep it up. Yeah, they do. Some people had their decorations outside two weeks ago here, but I've explained to you our country is very large. Correct, and you also have, you also larger. have two holidays during this time, and so a lot of families say you live where we live, which is plunks almost in the exact middle. It's fifteen hundred miles to any corner. So if my family lives in California, Florida, Washington State, or New York, or Maine, and we want to get together for one holiday at least, a lot of people will pick one or the other. So if they're coming on Thanksgiving, boom, we're doing all our Christmas at the same time. So you put out all your Christmas stuff, you do your packages, and all that kind of stuff. So there's an explanation for you. So it is Saturday, November the 24th, 2012. This is after the show, number 100 and no, it's not 100. It's 251. Correct. We and go. it's also Kim's birthday. She'll never, ever listen to this, but she's two weeks younger than also, me. Also, nobody my on first, this podcast knows who she is. My, you know who she is. No, yeah, I know. But you're, you're talking to the world here about everybody listening. who doesn't know who she is. Um, Somebody who listens might. But anyway, is this all about you I and your love friends? her very much. She is two weeks younger than me. She is my mother's brother's daughter, and we have been... Like sisters, twenty kind of things, except we're complete opposites. But uh, she is now the same age as me again, forty-five, <laughs> and so there you go. All right, can I uh, put, carry on with the podcast now? <laughs> yes. Now we've used it for your purposes. Yes. Okay. So Saturday, November the twenty. We've established fourth. Oh yeah, one month exactly until Christmas Eve. Correct. Uh, and this is after the show number 251. The movie we're looking at this week is Savages. It's a 2012 movie released on Blu-ray. This is a Blu-ray ultraviolet DVD combo pack. And it was released on the 9th of November, so you can get it now. Um, it's rated R, 
and unrated because there's two different versions on the disc so you can either watch the rated version or the unrated version why you'd want to watch the rated version when there's an unrated version i have no idea yeah and i would think if we if you investigate it the unrated is probably just the added blood and maybe some sex he says i just read something with oliver stone that consider the unrated version the director's cut okay um but no, it's not about... It. There isn't any more violence in the unrated version, he said. No more it's blood this, or anything? No, there's more exposition, he said. Okay. But consider it the version that he wanted you to see. So, uh, I don't know. It probably just got cut down theatrically to make it shorter, I guess. Um, there's no tagline to this movie, but I'll give it one. Savages. <laughs> uh, I don't think you can use the title as the tagline. And this is based on a book. Um, oh really? I did not know. Correct, and it's from. It our fr- felt a little booky to me, novel-ish. From our friends at Universal, and Sid Talk is going to give you the synopsis of Savages. Um. Okay, I'm going to be as unjudgmental as possible here with my whole worldview, but a couple of uh, potheads making loads of sh- loads of shitloads of money get themselves in some deep shit with the Mexican cartel. Correct. That's about it. Um, so it's, um... <laughs> and you have in there mixed in, you've got the hippy-dippy guy, and you've got the, the dude who's hardened by time in, in war, it's present day, so he's been in Afghanistan. You've got the hippy-dippy chick, who both of them love and screw, and she is the L.A. girl with too much tan, real tan, we're not talking fake tan on this mm. one, and, um, all I can find with the value in her is that they love to fuck her, and she makes them feel... Important. I don't know what it is, but that's and, the doubt. No, and also, she feels better yeah, from them. Absolutely. Because like she explains at the beginning, yeah. <clears throat> to, they both give her two different things, right? Absolutely. So, Savage is Oliver Stone's new movie. Um, Do you think he would say it's a love story? Yeah, I absolutely would. And okay. my um, recommendations this week Me too. Uh, are very much in the vein of this film. So, Me too. <laughs> so, um, Savages, I uh, didn't know what to expect from Oliver Stone's new movie. Because he, like I say to you, I love Oliver Stone, but he really does have ups and downs for me. It's like, I can love one movie and then I can hate the next one. and then What to hate? Um, there's been a few. World Trade Center, I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but... And it's not a, what it's about or anything. I just don't like how it was made. It felt like... It didn't feel like an Oliver Stone picture to me. It was really good. I didn't like it that much. Well, they were trapped. I liked, yeah, the one where with oh, Nicolas Cage. Oh, that was Cage. really good. See, I didn't like it Nicolas that much. Nicolas Cage. Yeah, Nicolas Cage is in it. There's what? Maybe I'm thinking of a different one, then. He's a fireman who gets trapped, right? Oh, I'm thinking of something different, then. No, that's it. World Trade Center. There's only one made about World Trade Center, apart from United 93, which isn't about the World Trade Center. I thought the two dudes weren't people that were very well known. Maybe no, not. Nicolas Cage is in that one. Hmm. Anyway, there's one. Another one. You hated it. I, I just didn't like it very much. Um, That's kind of heartless, I must say. There are, there are, <laughs> there, if you go and look back at Oliver Stone's movies, I don't like all of them. It's a bit of an up-down for me with him. Whereas somebody like Spike Lee, I could say it's mostly a down, because I don't yeah. like his movies very much. And Oliver Stone sometimes has things to say politically and, and stuff, but this is like a return to Oliver Stone, one of my recommendations there, Natural Born Killers time. It's very in that mould. It's just a bit more... It's not quite as kitschy as that movie was. It's more refined, yeah, definitely. Uh, um, um, Natural Born Killers has got a very of-the-time feel to it. Experimental filters and all that kind of stuff. This one does also. Little bit, though, not much. 
but Not um, too much. but yeah, it's it's as, it's the nearest to that movie I can think of of Oliver Stone's work. So I it's really like he grew up more, yeah, and then made this one. Yeah, it's a bit more. It's not as risque as that one is. It's not as controversial as that one is. Um, it's a bit more straight, a straight kind of Hollywood movie for me, this one. If you know what I mean. If you think about Natural Born Killers, it's very experimental almost, the way it's told. The way the filmmaking is done. Whereas this one's a straight up telling a tale kind of thing. And Apart from it does have some kind of twists it, and turns. It also, you know, Natural Born Killers kind of revels in an almost comic book world reality. Yeah. Where people are such exaggerations. But in this one, you want to think these people are exaggerated, but they feel more like that person could but exist. But they do feel as comic horrific as they are. As well. Occasionally, Graphic but as, as whole characters, whereas in, you know, in Natural Born Killers, the dad is like, it's 100% wacky horrificness, right? He's Rodney Dangerfield, wasn't it? And he's just horrible. He's like a horrible, created. And they even the portray that possible. part as a sitcom, remember? Yeah, and it's, and it's like just outrageous. Whereas in this one, when you've got your bad guy. He has moments of like, well, that's a bit of a, of a license that you've taken there with his behavior. But when you know the real world and you watch enough news, you realize, okay, that seems more, you know, grounded. You've just cranked him up a little bit because it's a movie. But I felt like everybody was a little more feet on the ground for this one. So um, I really, really liked it, by the way. it was. I think it's really good. It's, um, it's a great, like, thriller. And, like, I... I just read some things about people saying it's way too violent for them and stuff, and I disagree. I don't think it's actually... Yes, there are some violent scenes, but I don't think it's gratuitous like Natural Born Killers kind of is. Not like Natural Born Killers. However, there are moments he did not need to show. Absolutely. It is gratuitous. There are times. Yeah, but I think that adds to the impact you've already established, But you've already established the impact of the character that you're seeing do this thing. Certain moments of certain scenes need to happen, but you don't need to see it. So that makes it gratuitous. Right. You don't need to physically see it. He's filled it all in for you. Now you understand the threat and the danger, and then it's just like, oh, here you go, cherry on, cherry on top. I'm just going to show you the gore. And in fact, the first... not This ain't spoiling anything, because it happens in the first five seconds of the movie. There are beheadings in this movie at the yes. very beginning of the movie. Um, so it does start off on a really yeah, violent Yeah, that note. is necessary yeah. to establish a fear in the in our characters, yeah. I think, and in us to go, oh yeah, this is... This is serious. Like, yeah, this. this is like not fooling around stuff here, so... So, um, I really, really love it. I think it's a really good, tightly paced um, thriller. And it reminds me of some of the Tarantino movies, like Jackie Brown, it is spe- especially, it kind of reminded me of the way it plays out. Yeah. You know, like this, it has this slow play out, but it's ne- there's never a slow moment. If no, you get, no. get what I mean. There's always something going on. Um, but I did, uh, if I have a problem with it, it's this, right? And the cover kind of explains it all. The older portion of the cast are at the top, and the younger portion of the cast are at the bottom, right? I think the younger portion of the cast, the three main leads, the younger ones, are not as good as everybody else. So it kind of affects it a little bit for me because the younger ones are supposed to be the ones you're rooting for and stuff. Did you? No. Me either. No, and the reason I didn't is because they're douchebags, really. Exactly. Right? Um, 
they're portrayed to be cool and everything, but at the end of the day, they're selling drugs, hurting people's lives, etc. Right? They're, they're profi- greedy. Profiting, they're greedy. Yeah, profiting on you know. You can toss in there that one guy's a humanitarian. That's fine, but in the end, he yeah. makes choices that he doesn't have to make. And I really like that that Absolutely. element of the story. The like, you know, yes, they're both douchebaggy. To me, they are anyway. Maybe you who watch this listener think they're both cool but I don't think they're actually cool I think yes they're making a load of money and stuff but they're affecting a lot of people right um, and then they show oh no they're, they're actually alright because look the, the drugs that they make goes into the what they call it the oh for the clinics in California clinical for ca- clinical cannabis patients who are suffering can get this stuff and the, the, and the pain so, goes away yeah and so if you're going to root for them because of that you have to just accept that there's bad things that happen yeah. too so they're really it's a, it's a good every single set of characters has this exact same thing going on there's a this is why I am what I am which is all, always a sob story and you can identify with it and then there is and along the way, I have to make some really horrible and, choices, except for the one guy. And that's why I parallel it with Jackie Brown, because if you think of all the characters in Jackie Brown, they all do things because they have to. Like, it's it's like a cause and effect. What I don't they, remember it very well. You should. It's really I good. I should watch it um, again. But anyway, the problem I have is that there's, you've got this young cast and this older cast. The older cast are, like, fantastic. Everybody. In fact, the best scene in the movie for me, the entire best scene, and I was like eating it up, it was so good, was John Travolta and Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, When they finally meet. Now that was like, almost like, you know when you watch Heat and Pacino and De Niro actually finally meet? Because they're so good and you're like, oh my god, this scene's going to be great, and it is. That's what happens here. It's amazing, that scene. And it's not really a big deal, it's just... Yeah, and even though it has a little bit of little bit of like kitsch to it but that's, then it's that's like, what these characters are yeah their wall comes down because they're just co- he said welcome to middle age yeah. crisis and all of a sudden they're just two dudes trying to get out of the deep shit that they're in and so what I'm getting is though all those old ca- all, everybody even um, Salma Hayek they're all amazing then when it comes to me watching the younger ones I am less interested in them I am, but I want to see the bad guys. When they have the scenes with the other cast, like when she's with Selma Hayek, is her name? Yeah, Selma Hayek. That's really it. It brings her up a bit. I don't like her, the girl character, but her interaction with Selma Hayek is so much more. I don't know. There's a there's a little bit quieted down, whereas when she's with the two dudes. But then I guess that's how she would be. Yeah, she's hot and sexy with her dudes, and she's trying to just connect with this woman in a horrible situation. But I think that every time, like when John Travolta comes into a scene, they kind of chill out a little bit. When they're with each other, they do try to do that. We're too cool for school shit. And that kind of a little bit pumped up and like they swagger a little and shit. But it worked for me that there was that, you know, because it did play on that. The fact that there's these younger people and these older people. Definitely. Good versus bad or bad versus bad. (laughs) Actually. (laughs) And there's like a grey area of whether they're good or not. But yeah, I I um I think that the casting on I don't know, the the two guys were good. I kept thinking, no, they're actually pretty good, but then I was like, I don't really care about them. Yep. But and is that, that was down to the characters or down to them? I, I don't know. I think it's the way the characters are written in my my estimation. Because 
I'm instantly not sympathetic. I don't give a shit who you are. If you decide to step into something, I don't care what your position is on smoking dope. I don't care. I don't smoke dope. I never have, but I don't, I don't judge. I don't give a shit. I've done all kinds of other stuff in my life. Trust me. Drank a lot of booze and lots of other things that I'm not necessarily, I don't do anymore. That was sort of my youth, you know, but if you're going to decide to grow a lot of dope and sell it, and you yourself like to get stoned all the time and hey, it's like, well, of course, everybody should smoke dope, like, bleh. and then you want to cash in on it, then you you get whatever you, you've just made yourself. You, I'm not saying if something horrible happens to you, you deserve it, but you understand that you're doing something illegal. You're doing something that whether you, whether any of us agree or not that it should be legal, it is illegal. So... Once you've done it, you know it, and then that your the sympathy's gone. These they didn't have a, there was not even a sob story for them. There is no reason except he wants to do humanitarian work. But he himself, in the beginning, says there's lots of ways to make money. Don't uh, have to sell. Dope. I like how it was very topical. Where they very topical. Where um, John Travolta said to them, "Just keep doing it for a bit, and eventually yep. it's illegal anyway." Like exactly, and it, and and the politics of Mexico are yeah. changing. And right literally, now. what three weeks ago, it was made legal in three states. Tentatively, yeah, but still, yeah. it's a it's, it's a step in the yeah. door, isn't it? So, um, so it is pretty topical in that way. And you know, the, when he was talking about. Um, environmental like laptops for children in yeah. Africa and all that you know so yeah there is it, that's the part where I was thinking oh Oliver Stone's having his um, political say in here like you know because like they're always to take the bad with the good yeah if we want to do good in the world we have to accept yeah. that some like, bad things like have to this happen. might fund that or that you know as we know <laughs> that's what that's what how the world goes around isn't it not not every f- source of money is a good source right because there might be some But big on the drug flip cartel. side of that, the question is that no, the thing is it doesn't have to work that way. That's it doesn't. The, right. But it does. It, right. It, it, that's how it does happen. Yeah. So yeah, you know, some some drug cartel guy might deal drugs all day long, grow drugs, etc., and then in the back of his mind, really wants to help people. Exactly. So he does. So those people who get helped are actually being helped by drugs, which it, and that happens all the time, right? And plus the, be- you know, the Mexican beheadings is also in here, which is also a topical thing. Yep. Um, so, What's wrong with people? So, yeah, this is... You a- know what it's for. When you boil it down, it's just for money. Well, yeah, that's what this film's I saying. I mean, all of the horrible things in life. Money and not necessarily cash in hand, but I mean money as in your power in this world to possess things or have things your way around you, which always boils down to what you can trade with everything horrible that people do is for that doesn't oh well not everything we'll say a lot of it so this movie what i really liked about it too was like it has this real interesting sense of dread the entire time that you can feel it coming (laughs) like slowly it comes like like you know the shit's about to hit the fan and the girlfriend goes shopping yeah and you you know what's going to happen because of how things have been set up. But sure. you don't know exactly when. You don't know exactly how. The scenes where Benicio Del Toro walks into the room with her. I don't know what he's going to do. The it's really weird. The air just goes it's out so of your weird. lungs like, oh, God. And it's so weird, Every isn't time it? he comes around, I'm like, 
even when you know that what you think you're learning later, you've already know that's yeah. happened. You're just like, oh, 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 when he, oh, to his, oh, God. He's fantastic, though. When we get to the cast, we'll see. Yeah, when he, uh, the, there's a scene near the end where she, yeah. and he just like. And then. Uh, yeah, it's so weird, that <laughs> it scene, is. isn't it? <laughs> I tell you, how that guy commits, like. I didn't expect, I didn't know what, when she did that to him. Yep. I, I was like, okay, yeah, I know this guy is really bad, right? But he so also respects that kind of shit. He like, kind of gets off on it. I would feel bad, I would, I would respect you less if you yeah. hadn't done that, so. <laughs> it's good, yeah, so it's. I really enjoyed it. What we what we owe him. I did and I didn't because I can't because the whole setup is to have a some kind of like oh here's some young people just trying to make their way and because I fundamentally think you from the beginning you whatever happens to you you deserve because you already know you're doing wrong. You're going about this money thing the wrong way. So I'm I'm already off the grid for as long as, as far as like um I didn't even care what happened to them though. This was unfortunate because when I have a disconnect from people, hey. it was one person I did care about, which was Salma Hayek, which I shouldn't have in any way, shape, or form. But for she's some reason, this individual in this. absolutely. But there was the because she's so amazing to me when you're watching her and the way she deals with in the movie. I mean, she's amazing. Everybody else was completely disposable to me. So as the movie's going on, I because that thing isn't there where I go, oh no, oh god, don't hurt, don't get hurt, or whatever. None of that's there for me. So if there's a shootout, that wasn't there for me either. I was just like, I don't give a shit. But, if you go down, that's fine with me. So that takes something away though, because yeah, then but, I'm not invested in the end at all. But to me, um, I I'm not I. I know, probably know most people are going to get shot up or something, right? It's that kind of film. You can kind of tell just going into it. But the way it plays out at the... Mm -hmm. Is Mm -hmm. really good. I I was like, okay, hold on. I felt like it was alright, but then I was a little bit like, okay, well... I don't like the storytelling element, the little voiceover part. Right, yeah, and there is a, a voiceover. I really don't like that. I think that... Even though it's trying to throw a little twist at you. And I don't know if it's that way in the book or whatever, but I don't it is like that, that. It is that way in the book. Right. I don't like that movie-making tool where they start out by saying, oh, and this is how our story goes. And even though she throws in a couple of comments that make you think, oh, right, well, this isn't what I think it is. I still don't like that very much. I just never have. I find it... It actually blindsided me a little bit. The, lazy. The thing. The... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that I was because I I was fully on board, <laughs> and then I was like, okay, oh, wait a second. But then the was kind of like not huh? as good as the yeah, and yeah. it felt. But that's little, great because you get both, right? Yeah, it felt that's a little like. disconnected there too. But then either if it had been the only one, it would have seemed. It's right. almost it's funny watching it. It's almost a throwback film. Like I was thinking watching it, it feels like the action films of the nineties, like the. Like the ones that we're going to mention here, like a Tony Scott film, or it feels that way. Like it feels, even though it's up to date, modern cell phones, all that kind of thing, you can tell it's happening now. To me, it feels like something that was happening, you know, in the Pulp Fiction era. <laughs> yeah, I don't mean in the when Pulp Fiction was set, because who knows when that was set. I, I mean, I mean in when those kind of movies were being made. This feels like a throwback to them. But in a modern... Kind of gritty, kind of very forward. Yeah, very... Very unsentimental. Like, there's not a lot of... There's a couple of 
shots where she kind of looks at the camera with the sun behind her and her fucking hair blowing in her face and all that shit. And that's, that's Oliver Stone's yeah, thing. That's a little overly romantic for me. Or where, but, he, or where he turns it black and white or where he turns it to the side. That's but other a very, than that, it's a pretty just like in your face but really saturated colours all the time and very colourful sets like like if you notice when anybody's talking there's like some weird colours in the background or, no and, I don't really notice that and that's a very Oliver Stone thing um, it was just real saturated colours but that was supposed to be like because of where they are in this sun kissed you know um, I guess that didn't affect me it did to me it gives it this weird uh, not on a conscious level anyway it gives it this weird I don't know what it is. Like a dreamlike dream. time all the time, like it feels like. There are, there are not, not many scenes where he doesn't do it in some way. So, um, yeah, I, I really like it. It's, um, it's quite a long film, this unrated version. It's like two and a half hours, but I didn't... Like last week when I said I felt like Spider-Man was a little bit too long. This didn't feel long. Right. Which is weird, because I was like, when we came upstairs and I said it was six o'clock, was that, was that really on for three hours? We watched some extras too. And then it was like, like wow, it. that was two and a half hours. No way. That, that really but I was ready fast. for it to be over. Like, I had the feeling of, I'm, I could feel the, the resolution coming. Even the, was okay because it was brief. And I was ready. Like, not that I was, I wasn't bored or anything like that. I was just like, the story is told for me. I get it. We've wrapped it up. And now I'm ready for it to be over. I was, But it didn't feel like... Oh my god. Or it didn't feel fast to me either. It felt really substantial. So I would say if you like a good I would I would say it's like a thriller more than it's not an action movie really. It's a little bit heisty. There's a I mean yes, there are some action scenes, but not many to I'd be honest. I'd say it's just a drama, right? It's like yeah, if you like that kind of it puts me in mind of Tony Scott movies or just the pacing of it does cuz it's really scene to scene to scene to scene like it's it's not it's not um hectic but it's you're always being told something and you have to pay attention do you get what i'm saying yeah. there's, a, there's a lot of detail in there i think um visually as well like yeah. it's not just told to you you got to just really watch people's faces and yeah. you um, might even see oliver stone uh, <laughs> in there yes. during the during the movie at some point that was funny. It was really funny because it was so brief and I was like, I, ca- I can't not see him. Of course. You know? Uh, we also noticed... Uh, yeah. <laughs> a few of his offspring. One of his offspring. Didn't we? There was three of his offspring in this movie. Well, we don't know if they're all offspring. You only saw one of them that you noticed. Uh, there was. I saw a definite one and a female one who I know his, is his daughter was also in the credits. Who was she? I don't know. She was in the credits. Uh, Mall Shopper. Right. So there's two. You saw her. Yeah, she's in the credits. I says. mean, you saw her in the movie. She was stood next to her. No, that was Selma Hayek's daughter. No, to the other side. Oh, right. I didn't see her. So there's two. Anyway, he puts his... Uh, he put his... Himself and... Uh, and that's not a thing, himself being in his movie. Might not even be his son. It could have been his nephew. Nephews can look like you as well. Right, yeah, and he does. I instant, instant. This guy that, came on screen. Eric, story. he's called. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, that's an Oliver Stone um, lookalike, <laughs> a younger Oliver Stone. So um, let's move on to the cast. Taylor Kitsch plays Chon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, John Carter of Mars. Uh, we've seen him quite a few times recently. What else do we see him in? It was something else we were mentioning the other week, and I said, oh yeah, he was from John Carter, and you said, oh, I was didn't even know. Yeah, um, yeah, like he's not fantastic to me. He's a bit. 
cocky and arrogant. Even when I see him in the extras, I feel like he's... Yep, I get the feeling he's one of those thinks guys. everything's so cool. I'm cool, I'm in the movies, kind yeah, of. We're going to cool. kick it. We're going to kick it. We're going to kill it. Yeah, we're going to kick it. But, you know, it's fine in I'm this. Co- I'm convinced he is who he is. Yeah. I'm convinced that behind, you know, an, an well, Afghanistan um, veteran will be... It's hidden behind the young, and he's handsome and everything, but it's hidden back there. There is a, it's like a meat grinder in the mind of what they've seen and what they've done, and it's, it's re, I'm totally convinced. Yeah, he's like an, a vet. Um, yeah, I feel convinced. Are you, are you a vet? If You Absolutely. are a vet if you were in any war, right? Absolutely. Even if you were in a war from yesterday and you come back from it. Absolutely. Right, so. You're, you're a vet as soon as you go on any So tour, he was an Iraq war vet. Afghanistan. Afghanistan war vet. Right. And so he was a bit I'm, muddled up inside. Right, and uh, the way he puts it out there, I'm convinced that he was just a kind of a, you know, you know, kind of a, that kind of dude, you know, yeah, and sporty and, you know, handsome and all that. And then he went to war and it's all churned up in there. Like nothing can go back. He's He's got not a death wish, but a... Nothing else matters, you know, just like I've got to get that feeling back. And I'm com- he convinces me that ever since he, whatever he did there is just going at him from the inside and he needs to get that. Even if it's horrible, he needs to get it. He needs to feel that again. So he convinced me. And then the you, guy, I don't know. Yeah, well, Aaron Johnson plays Ben. Um, and yeah, he's the, he's the uh, opposite of this other guy. Exactly. Uh, but they work well together and then... I liked him. He's he, um, kind of neutral. He reminds me a bit, performance-wise, of Justin Timberlake in The Social Network. It's kind of like... Justin Timberlake's really good in The Social Network, I've got to say. Right? Yeah. But it, I don't expect it. Like, I, I expect to see Justin Timberlake saying some lines, but there's something more or than... Straw Dogs. Not Straw Dogs. The one with the... He's in that other one. Yeah, I know. Alpha Dog. Yeah. 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 Where you, where you think, you think you're going in to watch Justin Timberlake, and then you come out and you're like, wow, he's better than, that's better than I expected. Yeah, yeah. That's how I felt from this guy. And I've seen him before and stuff, and I think, oh, he's just like, you know, a handsome stud dude who women are going to fawn over. But then, I, I believe this guy completely yep. about what he was, you know, what he stood for. And when it came to, like, the shit in the fan, and he had to react to it... <laughs> Or not. He, or not react yeah. to it. I, I got, you know, I got the whole thing. So Blake Lively plays O, and she's like the... Um, she's Female their girlfriend. Yeah, they're a love triangle. No, they're not a love triangle, because nope. they just share her, right? They're fine with each other. They even do threesome and together. I like... I don't like the person she is being, because I fucking... I freaking hate... Well, I'm pretty, and... I'm pretty awesome, and I'm a little damaged, but as long as I'm beautiful and sexy, then, you know, that's fine. Everybody will just love me, and uh, and that's what she was to me. Although she does it very well, and there are moments when she's brilliant. I actually was like, wow, she's... she's I was thinking she was going to be some kind of badass, you know? I didn't think so. But she's No, she's that. all just... Ugh, no, like, I thought it was going to turn out that way. Like, I thought... She would then, you know, oh, right. maybe maybe be the the big badass of the movie. Like, oh, yeah. 
Um, I'm glad she didn't then. But yeah, she isn't that. She was she, fully established she's as... She's what she is, like, exactly, yeah. all the time. I just don't like that kind of human in real life, so I had a pretty much dislike to her right off the bat. But she did a very good job of it. Um, John Travolta plays Dennis, who's <laughs> like a crooked cop. Um, he's really good. I He works with the DEA. Yeah, DEA. I can't... Um, Fault him in this performance, I think it's really excellent, especially when he's in the back of the car with the boys. Yes. Um, that's Anytime. A tu- that's a tough moment for him. I like, um, <laughs> I do like that some Hayek says, ugh, men, they'll just say whatever they have to say. Yeah. And if you then go rewind in your mind real quick and then watch every man's interaction after that. They're all just trying to save their ass. They yeah. never tell the truth. They never are straight up with anybody. They just say whatever bullshit they need to say in the moment to get themselves to the to stay alive, basically. So I love, and he is that guy because no matter who he's dealing with, he just tells he's them what they want to know. Yeah, yeah, he's just yeah, yeah, says whatever they need to hear, and then you know, just whew, you know, got through that one. I gotta, and uh, I think he's a little bit of a, I don't know, he's. He, everything seems a little goofy from him sometimes, like the the a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of like that's this him. character's light, though. Or if it's because I got Vinnie Barbarino in my head no. and I can't get it out, but it's he's just. But this character's a bit, even though he can do his he can do his thing, he's also a bit like a chancer and a hapless kind of like yeah, just like, goes with the flow of things and just hopes yeah. hopes he gets the envelope every month. And, <laughs> yes, like it's. You know, I really liked him. I, I thought it was really good. And it was like um, a good twist. You know, him in the back of the car with the two boys. Yep. That's a good twist on the scene from Pulp Fiction where he's in the front of the car. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of that. Of course you would think of that. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that wouldn't occur to I'm sure, me. I'm sure Oliver Stone thought about that too. Um, so Benicio Del Toro, who I think is the star of this movie. Absolutely. He transforms himself. in. He's, he's a psychopath, right? Yeah. A complete psychopath. And... You know, he looks different than he normally... Even when you see in the extras... When Susie he's just came talking, on, I was like... Like, he's creepy as shit. And I'm like, is that how he looks now? <laughs> no, he doesn't he look do- No, not at all. But I was like, it's so... He just soaks it up. or And it just... Yeah, he's like... I don't know. It's- his... Who he is, as a psychopathic, horrific human being... He wears it all on his face and his hair, his body the language, way he moves, like a everything snake. about him. Yeah, it is. He there's no hiding it, and it's like you look at him and you go, "Is does no one else realize you're looking straight at the evil that's inside?" Because it's all over him. He contorts his face a certain yeah. way, and it's so the way wrinkled. he m- kind of mumbles his speech, like it's like um. He's super know. cocky and just like, and he rubs his mustache all gross and he cocks his. He, yeah, he twists his mustache. I tell you, too. he's one of those people. Not that he's underrated because he's won awards and stuff, but I mean, you don't think of him in the front of your mind a lot as like a really good character actor. But oh, yeah, holy shit! In this, in this, absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah. If you want to see a creepy performance, <laughs> it's completely creepy the entire time. I couldn't. Every time he turned up with his um, Mexican gardener. Um, oh yeah, routine. <laughs> like we've come to chop your trees, or we've come it's to only twice. Yeah, but, but when he does, like you're you just like, oh, no. no, no, it's not just twice. You're right. There's a bunch of times. But don't don't come. Don't know because because then he'll come and shut the door, and you're like, oh my god, this is they've not come to. That's just to cover up the noise. It's terrible. Like yes. don't, don't come in the house. But um, yeah, he's, he's fantastic. I think he's the star of the movie. To be honest, the like I say, the youngsters don't have a chance against somebody like him, and it's a shame sometimes because. When the youngsters have to play alongside some of these 
older, really good actors, I find it suffers a little bit. I disagree. Yeah, I think I, that when she's with him particularly, she comes up. Like, she has a scene, a couple of different moments with him, and she's way more... I'm thinking more of the boys. Right. But she locks in, like, with her, with Selma Hayek, and with him both times. Like, there's just two, maybe three times. Funny that I call them youngsters. She, yeah. <laughs> oh, you old <laughs> Oh, those little youngsters. Those young boys <laughs> playing around with guns and cops and robbers. Um... I think when, particularly when she does the part with him, she's, because she just sort of calms down and she doesn't do the coy, flirty shit anymore and she's just better with him. Now, I don't, the dudes, there's not a lot of one-on-one interaction with them, really. There's the one hotel scene and then out in the open thing, so, I don't know. The hotel scene's creepy as shit. Oh, God. All of it with him. He's he's an excellent character when you, you know. Ooh. And then finally I put down Salma Hayek and she plays Eleanor and she's like the cartel boss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> boss woman. Well, not the only one. Not but. the only one, but a cartel uh, yeah. who adds a very different slant because you always expect it to be, you know, the Benicio Del Toro's type character would be the guy sat in the leatherback chair in the no, office. No, no, he'll never be that guy. No, I'm just saying that kind of dude. Like a, a dude. Like a... A, a man, period. A man, yeah, yeah. Like a, you know... Yeah. With a moustache and everything. And so it happens to be Salma Hayek is this, you know... Ruthless. But the thing I said when we started watching it is that, it, you know, stories like this make me... Ugh. Male humans are despicable and then you go to you know she's women also make despicable bed, but she's removed in a way that I'm not justifying it I'm saying there's a difference between being the person who gives the command even though you know full well what's gonna happen and the person who's doing the thing it's like men get thrills out of it you saw the one scene where they're cheering it on and it's absolutely unimaginably horrific She's separated from it, but she knows, and it's almost like she's up here going, you know what, you men with your little stupid games, I'm just going to let you do this to each other. Well, she's horrendous because she let... She is. But the, Absolutely. Well, it's really, my favorite scene with her is where, you know, we know who she is. She's the head of this big organization. She All this shit is going down, and she's got a hostage, and she kind of almost has a slumber party with yes. the hostage. <laughs> and it's this weird... Yep. Weird, but, like, personal moment between a hostage and a boss. Yep, she has no problem turning it off. And That's what I loved about it. They didn't take her there all the way. No. I was afraid it would be like, oh, she turns Best off. Best friends. She has no... She has a long time ago already turned off everything except keep my child, the two children I have alive. Everything, Everybody else, I don't care about. And when so. she says to her, you know, you... You're not the hostage because of me. Yep. You're the hostage because of them. She's convinced herself. She's removed herself yeah. from it. Yeah. yeah. So it's. I, I think it's really good. There's some really good moments. There's some really good lines. Directed by Oliver Stone. Obviously. Obviously, you know who Oliver Stone is. Natural Born Killers, I put in brackets, because that's my uh, Oliver Stone. Yeah, never mind JFK or anything highlight. like that. No, Natural Born Killers is my favorite Oliver Stone. <laughs> um, so, moving on to the extras of the Blu-ray. And there are a few. Um, this is a uh, Blu-ray, DVD, digital copy, and ultraviolet. Nice. So what you, you love get your ultraviolets. What you get is you get some deleted scenes, quite a few of them actually, and you get the making of the film called Stone Cold Cold Savages. It's a five-part making of. It runs for about forty minutes. 
it's a really good one actually. It's not like super produced. It's like a here's stuff on the set. Yeah. Here's some here's Oliver Stone talking about it. Oliver Stone's never scared to talk about his movies. He's there talking about it. How hard it was for him to be in the sun oh, for three days. It was Remember? terrible. I'm a multi-millionaire making a multi-million dollar movie and we're sitting in the hot sun for three <laughs> days. It was really difficult. Um, oh, God. <laughs> but yeah, it gives you some good insight into them making the movie and uh, it's quite a good, um, if you're interested in the story, it goes through everything. Plus there's a commentary with uh, Oliver Stone, which is, if you like Oliver Stone, then you like to listen to him talk. You like commentaries. I do. I like to listen to them while I'm using my computer. It's always You always learn something extra about the movie. Like, last week, I watched the Spider-Man one, and I have no idea about celebrities' lives and stuff, but then I realised that Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield were actually a couple during that movie. Still are. Um, you mean they met each other on the movie? Met each other on the movie. So then it's like, when you think of, you know, when they have to do love scenes and stuff, you think, yeah. well, that was the start of their relationship, so maybe that's why... And the movie has certain meaning to us. Right. But in their life, it could be the beginning of the whole rest of their life together. Or it could just be, like with Twilight Girl, a very bad experience. (laughs) It could turn out to be not a great experience. But yeah, I've listened to a lot of Oliver Stone commentaries before, and you do learn a lot. Oliver Stone's very, if you've never listened to a commentary before, he's very technical. So if you're into filmmaking, he will tell you about filmmaking. Like what? Like this is where we use this lens. About lenses and and about setup and... He'll tell you interesting stories about what happened on the set that day. He's more of that kind of commentary person than going into detail about characters. Right. He's more. He's less the story guy, more the filmmaking guy. So it'll be interesting to listen. I will listen to it this week. So um, in conclusion, Savages, I thought it was really good. I really, I could watch it again. I think it's really well made. It's really keeps you going. It's just that my problem was that disconnect from the people, and that really does lower it for me in a way. So I have to, I had to keep myself focused on the quality and the people that I was looking forward to, even though they're all horrible. Looking forward to seeing Selma Hayek and looking forward to seeing Del Toro come back on because I'm like, oh my god, what are they going to say or do next? That kept it up there for me more than anything else. Really. I'm watching it, and it looks amazing. Yeah, I mean, it really does. It. Really amazing. And when I was watching it, one one of the things that it made me a little bit sad about is <laughs> this is very similar to like the movies that Tony Scott makes Aww. and Tony Scott's gone now right so we're not going to see more Tony Scott movies but this is very similar this could be Tony Scott if I it didn't really tell is. you who made this it's it that really kind is. of movie you know so um oh, yeah I'm sorry you got sad I you really love Tony it's Scott it really sucks that he's gone know. It? you know it's it's um it really sucks anybody goes right but if anybody knows you, though, that's one of the things over the years. You've always looked forward to Tony Scott movies. You've always wanted to hear what he says. You always want to be interested in always. everything about... yeah. Since I was young, when Top Gun came out, I was always like, I want to see Tony Scott movies. Like, you know, even before I really had the concept of who directors and stuff were, I wanted to see more movies by that guy who made Top Gun, you know? Right. And, you know, we're not going to see Top Gun 2 now. He was in the process of making that, remember? Well, you might... Just won't be Maybe, fun. but it's not his not his movie, is it? So Yeah. Well, that'd be hard to choose to fill. I know. Eek. It's like getting into the Star Wars. It'd shoes. have to be his brother to take over and just do it. You know? I think his brother's busy. His brother's going to be uh, making another Prometheus movie coming up. So, um, thanks to Universal for the Blu-ray. Really enjoyed this one. Uh, tell you what, I enjoyed it 
talking about Spider-Man last week, I enjoyed this a lot more than Spider-Man. Do you think Universal's going to be like like going, yay, we're so glad you enjoyed it. Yes. <laughs> the so, whole corporation. <laughs> yeah. They're all going to, you're going to send them all a thank you letter and they're going to respond. I, I think, they, basket I think they hope we all enjoy it because that's, that, that's how it sells. Well, the thing is, you've already seen it. You've already bought it. You've already paid for it. What you think of it doesn't, I guess it doesn't matter because you'll tell other people if it's good that's or bad. Yeah, you're yeah. right. That's what we are doing here. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I am not a billboard. Correct. I'm just having a conversation with my husband about a movie and drawing a picture. So, uh, yeah, Savages. Um, I recommend it highly. I think you should see it. It's really good. Um, I agree. Uh, uh, don't watch it with the kids. It's horrifically No, it's one violent. of the good Oliver Stone movies. When I was talking about there was bad all of us don't this is one of the good ones. Right. So uh, next week's Blu-ray review will be uh, The Dark Knight Rises. That little small picture that little we thing. and last week you did say you don't remember a lot about the Batman I, movies. I really don't. Which I find very hard to believe when they're some of the best movies in the last ten years for me. Uh, yeah, and I think so too. I guess, but maybe it didn't have the same impact on me. They're so good. Um. I remember watching them after having heard other people say things, and then me watching them going, okay, it's pretty good. Oh, that, oh, that's pretty good. But I didn't hit that peak like dudes who were in love with it seemed to. Like, I didn't hit that, like, I don't know what it was. I've seen them again before we watch the third one and see what I think. Now, uh, what would we do? We just watch them all on one yes. day. Uh, will we be able to manage that, though? I can. On next... Maybe the night before and then to the next day. How will we manage that? Why not? When are we doing this? Uh, next week. Right. Figure it out. Ow. Or we watch two of them during the week. Yeah. And At least get them all three. one on the day. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. I I do own them all on Blu-ray, so... And uh, I, I, I know where we're up to in the story. But I need to be... Yeah, I need to get in the Batman mode. Right. So, Dark Knight Rises will be next week's Blu-ray review. Movie, game, movie memory, one, two, three. What, what is this? This is a game where we say to each other, name three movies, da-da-da-da, that have whatever in them. And you have to remember, with your brain, not with Tinternet, these three movies. So, my question to you is, three movies with female villains. Um... Not just bad people, but like villains. Female villains. Someone who has a serious threat on the person you're supposed to care about. 101 Dalmatians. Oh my god, yes. That was my first one. <laughs> was it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why would that... Of all the thousands of movies we've seen. Well, seriously. We both... I just picture her. The Wizard of Oz. That's the second one. Oh my... We don't always match up here on our answers. Yeah. Because she's a badass villain. Yes. Bond movies? There's definitely some female villains in Bond movies. Well, you need to name the one. I one. Well, there's a few. I would. Grace Jones was one. She's not a villain. She's a. She's a. She's a. She'll kill you with a. I know, but she's not a villain. She's the sidekick. Right. To Christopher Walken, remember? Uh, I mean, she's bad. I'm saying she's bad, but she's not the villain. Female villains. Is there any superheroes with female villains? No. No, there isn't. Villainous as in maybe, yeah, endangering the life of your main character person. It's not... Yes, there are some, but it's not not an overused thing, is it, female villains? They generally portray good, aren't they? 
Well, savages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> savages would no, get out of it. No, it doesn't count. But still, it is. Or you give up. Yeah. Kill Bill. Yep. Oh, one eye yeah. lady, and you got, you know, she's the bad one. Well, she's definite threat to your, to our lady. Plus, Kill Bill lady is actually kind of a villain. Or Renishi from that. Yes. Lucy yeah. Yeah, she's a good one. She's leader Chop of the... somebody's head off. <laughs> Correct. So, there you go. And there's others, but yeah. The Dalmatians and Wizard of Oz were the two first ones. I don't know. I, I think of... Cruella de Vil. Also, you got Catwoman. Immediately. Uh, what's her face? Stone Woman. And Stone Woman is also the villain in... Um, Stone Woman? Stone Woman. Sharon Stone. In Basic Instinct. And then you've got Fatal Attraction. She's... A- Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Yep. I'll forget about that one. Yeah. Isn't it? Any female... The Exorcist? No. She's... She's a, she's a pawn. She's not, yeah. the, she's not the villain. Okay. Mommy dearest, obviously. The woman is a horrific mother and abusive. Sybil, you could say the mother is a horrible villain because she's horrific. But I guess I'm thinking more of like, yeah, action-y kind of like... Natural bone killers. Yeah, she's bad. She is bad. Yep. She sings the song, bad. Yep. Born bad, she sings. So, um, yeah, okay. So, movie recommendations for this week. <laughs> Based on uh, this movie, Savages, I am going for Natural Born Killers. Obviously, I'll mention that a hundred times before the end of this show. Um, yeah, this is the nearest to that there is. But you can't be... Natural Born Killers is so outrageous and wacky and weird. You can't really get it. But yeah. And the other one's True Romance because this gave me the vibe of True Romance. Absolutely, but True Romance is better. Yeah, it is. The story of the people Well, they definitely were some... Because there's something about someone stumbling across a bad situation and trying to exploit it. And someone creating the situation for themselves. Yes, in true romance, they could have just ditched it and walked away and not been participate in the bad, you know, bad thing. But they stumble across a thing and then want to use it just to, that's it, a one-off. Whereas these guys have started their own problem 100%. They've already stepped in it, and that's it. So True Romance, to me, is one of mine. And True Romance is one of my top three favorite movies of all time anyway. I would, al- I would also put Jackie Brown in that list if I had to. I should watch that again, too. Yep, it's Maybe amazing. I'll... And uh, my other one, well, True Romance is mine, and uh, Kill Bill, one and two. Because I also got the vibe of this sort of, like, like you said, this sort of, like, dread moving forward into, like, it, you're getting closer and closer to like really bad things happening all the time, all the time in Kill Bill. You're literally sometimes and just in your mind walking into situations where you just go, no, no, can't everybody just walk away? Can't everybody just stop doing the bad stuff? And I think they're also just com- super compelling. And also, again, because I care about them more. I care about her. Now, right. I didn't care about Bill because I'm wondering the whole time, what was he thinking? Like, what the, what the, I don't care, like, in a good way. I care, like, I want to see what happens. In Savages, I ended up only really being interested in a couple of people's endings. I did care a little bit about Travolta, and I totally cared about Sama Hayek and her daughter. Just out of curiosity, everybody else could have just, like, for me, and that would have been fine. I was going to... I almost said something that would have been a huge spoiler. But oh, I guess. All yeah. right, so games and A. Scully stuff for this week. Uh, I am going with, this week, uh, on the Vita, um, 
PlayStation Vita. Uh, Sony put out the PlayStation Plus patch so if you are a PlayStation Plus member on the PS3 and you switch your Vita on and it patches you now get an instant game library on your PlayStation Vita which consists of some free games this month Uncharted Wipeout um, what was the third one? Gravity Days these Gravity are like some Rush. good mo- good games. Yeah, the big big games. Uh, you also get Final Fantasy Tactics. Why do you get them free? It's just how PlayStation Plus works. So when they put PlayStation Plus on the PS3 a couple of years ago, when it first starts, they to get you enticed to spend your fifty dollars to be a member for a year, they say here's five free games up front. This is what you'll get as soon as you pay us. Right. So that's what they're doing on the Vita now. So you get five games straight away up front and you'll get another game every month or two games every month. So if you own a PS Vita, it's worth paying the $50 because it's the price of... If you have one and you still play it. Or if you're thinking of getting one for Christmas. It's the way to get free games every month. Now, how PS Plus works, and some people don't know, is... You pay a subscription. It's a yearly subscription, forty nine ninety nine, And for that, you get PS3, PS Plus, and PS Vita, PS Plus now. So you get all that for the $50. Plus you, so on your PS3, you get roughly like 25 games over the course of the year for free. Uh, every couple of weeks, you get something. And how much do those games cost if you buy them? Like $50 games, generally. Like all they, of them? They give you a little big planet and um, right. uh, infamous and... You know, stuff like that. It's not shitty games. It's like good games. So, get like 25 games for the PS3 a year. And you'll, you're going to now, from now on, be getting, you know, 20 plus games for your Vita as well for f- this $50 fee. Now, you to play the games, you have to be a member. So, if you let it lapse after a year, those games will not work. So, that's how it works. Right. So, it's not like you get those games to play forever. You always have to be a member yeah, to Yeah, you can't it. get the game, cancel your membership. No. Okay. So that's how it works. But in my opinion, the $50 is well spent because you get a lot of stuff. If you never bought any games all year, you would be getting almost 50 games if you had both systems. It's funny because you don't think of Sony as a company that would see that as a good business model. I don't understand it personally. Yeah. I, I don't. And, I, and you know when they brought the... When they said, oh, here's PS Plus on Vita. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're going to give you some really shitty titles that are not selling. And then they said, your first title is Uncharted. And that's the biggest game on the Vita. I was like, okay, they mean business. They want to offer a value here, don't they? They want people to buy this. They want people to buy it, yeah. Because, um, you know, that's crazy. The the three the three games that they give you at the beginning, the, the um, Uncharted Wipeout, which is the best racing game on the Vita, and your favorite but yeah and gravity gravity rush which is a really awesome uh you've played you've seen me play it's the yeah. one with the girl where she loses gravity and you can fly up in the air oh yeah yeah like the japanese game it's like um yeah cat she's called and she she kind gets an ability to and... fly up in the air so you get that for free which i actually bought when it came out like uh, six months ago and paid, what, $40 for it. And oh, now, right. so now I shouldn't have bought it, really, should I? But, hey. Now, now the problem is with PS Plus, and I, it, it's kind of affected me in a way, is I think twice before I buy PS3 and Vita games now. Even though in the moment you in want In the it. moment I go, oh, here's the new Sly Cooper. Ooh, when's it going to come for free? Yeah, but I'm probably going to get it for free in six months, so do I just leave it? And I've often left it. 
So is that might be a problem for them. That's what I'm saying. But there again, I'm still paying the fifty dollars a year. So but still just fifty. Just fifty. Whereas they would get another fifty if you bought. And the maybe game. more fifties yeah. because I want to buy the games. But not letting your thing lapse could be the hook for a lot of people. Right. Like I want it for a year, but I don't want it again. Well, look, I just got twenty games for free and they're gone. Yeah. Like what the? Fuck? Yeah, that would be yeah. bad, wouldn't it? Because yeah. there are a lot of games on there that you like multiplayer games and stuff where maybe it does lapse and then you turn your PS3 on and go. Oh, I really wanted to play that. And all you have to do is pay again and it comes back. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's PS Plus for the Vita. I think it's really good. I think it's a really good idea. I need a new bigger memory card now for my Vita. <laughs> of um, course. Because obviously uh, I filled this one up with uh, downloading free stuff. But that's always good. Um, other game that came out this week is Hitman Absolution. I haven't played it at all. I have it for the 360. I've not even put it in. I really like Hitman games. We watched the Hitman movie. It was a bit of a miss, yeah. not a hit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the games are really good, so I'm looking forward to playing it. I also played, and this is my final game I played this week, the Walking Dead game, uh, the finale of the Walking Dead game, the fifth part. You sat through the whole game with yep. me again? I sat second. through what I think of as a story, not really as a game. And uh, what would you, how would you, what, how would you, without spoiling the end of this game? Sure. I say... Now, I also have, you know, I'm interested in the whole of the Walking Dead universe. It's not the same as the comic or the TV show. However, it is the same universe. It's the same time and place yeah. and everything. And a lot of the same, what do you say? Places. And- yeah, and this zombie story has all the exact same rules yeah. about everyone's already infected and all that kind of stuff. And so I've got a little bit of a head up you know, on that. I like the show a lot. And so for me, watching you play it and occasionally saying, oh no, did you click on that or did you do that or do this or don't do that, I'm already invested and then I'm watching and I'm watching what essentially is like a movie. And like you pointed out, I got emotional, I had shed tears, I felt threatened, I felt... You were like, no, no, don't do that Yeah, yeah, oh, go, go, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Or like, yeah, there are moments when you're like, you know, and it's not that it looks perfect, it doesn't look like a, like a... Avatar kind of perfect reality or anything like that. It doesn't even look like the best of Grand Theft Auto or anything. It's like a graphic novel. But you novel, like... get over it. It's not even that good. There are times when it's pretty janky looking, really. You're playing, so you might not be focused as much on the visual peripheral. I, I like the character design and stuff, though. Yeah, but it has its moments of looking... So you have to kind of... Don't let yourself get right. jarred out of it. Because the story and the people and the dialogue is really serious and dark. And I enjoy the story, and that's pretty grim, but I enjoy it. It's really grim. And I only watched the last episode and then this one, so... Yeah, you saw some of one when I first started playing it. But mostly you saw three, uh, four and five, right? Yeah. Uh, And five, if I had any problem, five is just a little bit too short. It was the shortest of all the chapters. It was like an hour. I was a little disappointed because it was like, oh, when I get home, we're going to sit and you're going to play and I'm going to watch and it's going to be a whole evening. And then it was like hour and a half done. Which was a little bit, little bit disappointing. But stay tuned after the credits, um, yeah. As well, because there's a interesting, you know, you yeah. need to see what happens after the credits. Um, I think it's one of the games of the year, to be honest. I think it's. What do you like about it? Just the storytelling was really well done because, you know, I played Resident Evil Six a few weeks ago, and I couldn't give a shit about anybody in the game. Right. Right. I. It's like, oh, okay, it's hokey. It's Japanesey. It's. Really so badly not, written. It's not your good old Resident Evil anymore. No, I said I didn't like Six very much at all, but 
I didn't care about anybody. I didn't care if they died. I didn't care if they lived. It was really hokey. It was like, oh, here's the buddy that you used to have. But because we haven't got that buddy, here's his son. Hey, oh, you yeah. know, it was real. So I, it's too hokey. I just can't, you know, even while there are some good moments in Resident Evil 6 of gameplay, the cutscenes, I could just skip them, to be honest. It's not interesting at all. Whereas this, I want to hear everything that everybody has to say. Yeah. I want to sometimes click the same person twice to hear what he said again in fact you always turn on subtitles so we yeah, can if there's anything word, else like, going on yeah. yeah um so and i think the writing was really good there, there are real um you do form a bond with characters a character in the game kenny i formed a really big bond with him some people hated him but well, you have to remind everybody this is a game of choices so throughout yeah. all different all five episodes you will have made choices to save certain characters or not save them you know, you choose between one person and the other. So who goes on to the next episode might be different. Or in the end, you might end up with different people. And the things you do, if affect... It looks... I can't quite figure out the mechanic of it. But it always says, Kenny will remember this. Uh, you didn't scare her. Or you did scare her. I don't see how that... What's the effect of that? Like, what know. is the result? Is it just then that the dialogue If Kenny remembers you were bit? good to him at some point. Then the choices that character makes later will a be better. benefit for you. Right. So you have to remember that you're kind of control. I mean, there's only if you're a dick to Kenny, and maybe right. you need to get out of a situation. He might just turn his back. So on the next you. time you play, you said you're going to be bad. You're going to yeah, be right. mean to everybody and just, just like a, a dick. complete asshole. Yeah. But I, and I kind of played it in a good way, like kind you of. Always do. I tried to play it how I would be, so it ended up being a good way. But anyway, I was with Kenny most all of the game, and then I was with Kenny, you know, in the last episode of the game. And like I say, I felt when it comes to a crossroads with somebody, and I know some, I actually I'm like, <laughs> oh, no, no, yeah. I, like I'm gonna be, a, what, what's happening here? Like, it, now most games don't do that, so it's something about the storytelling or the way it is planned out. I don't know. It's pretty. Uh, it's a zombie apocalypse genre. However, you still feel like it's based in a reality of some kind. Whereas when you're playing like Call of Duty in 2025 or you're playing Resident Evil, there's still a huge fantasy element to it all. There's a lot of right. things that happen that have no ground I guess you in can our relate to reality. Like yeah, like there's nothing that breaks our laws of physics there's or anything. Futuristic is there? or anything is there? It's just. I mean, you know, some people you can jump a little further and stuff, but not even all the time. You are you are grounded. There's no magic powers. There's no here's a magic elixir to save everybody. There's no. nothing like that. It's all, you know, if you drop your axe, then you've dropped your axe. There's no like, oh, here's a bunch of axes laying around. You can just go in the next room and pillage and find some more. It's very limited. Your weapons aren't endless. None of that kind of stuff. You can't go get health and feel better. It's driven by the story, and even your I even your it. body parts. We I mean, think about it, there is no life bar for these people. Most games have like a life bar or a health. Yeah, bar. there's no you. There's nothing like that. No, you're, you're game over if you mess it up, right? You're game over. Yeah, and when you are hurt or characters hurt, that's it. You just have to take the time to get better, or you don't. Basically, right. you you have to. Then your mission is to go get the penicillin. Because you're not just going to be able to stand against a wall for two minutes and get better. Like, a lot of games will be like, oh, you just got shot ten times? Well, go over here in the corner. Stand in the corner. Well, that's Call of Duty, isn't it? You just duck behind a box, wait for a minute, and then pop back up again. And so you have a different emotional connection to somebody who you know, no matter how many times your character gets shot, 
But in this one, you just feel like you are in threat, and the people you give come to care about are threatened. And I said to you, they do a good job of like ratcheting the tension up because there was a lot of times, and there was a time in this last episode when we were in the house and there were zombies coming up the <laughs> stairs, and we were all backed into a corner, and and then they look at each other and go, "How many bullets have you got?" And one goes five, and one goes three, and one goes four, and then you hear them bullets. You're counting, counting, and then oh, you shit. go, "Okay, now there is none," and you actually feel what. But, uh, uh, you yeah. know, like, like I need to get out of there. Like, it's... And then there's the moments of, like, yeah. where you're going, like, I'm, screw it. I just got, I got, I got no choices. I'm just going to have to go for it. And I think it's good. I think it's a very good It's not good for game. everybody. There's not every couple who can sit around and you being the zombie killer and me, have, you know, enjoying No, but if you enjoy, like, movies, even, and... Was Cheapy D playing it? Did you ever say? I don't believe they ever mentioned it. Because his wife likes to watch him play a lot of those story-driven games. That game, really. Ever? I don't. See I think it. they've talked about it when they're released, but I don't know if he's. But that would be one that I would think of as another couple I could think of who the husband plays, and maybe they watch. Because maybe, it, maybe like you're not a video gamer, really, but you watch movies, and like you say, this is like watching a mm-hmm. movie. It's not. And I like the show. Right. So I've got a little more connection there. So I highly recommend it. It's 20 bucks for the whole game, which is like, it's insane value. It's, you know, it's... 25, isn't it? $5 no, per episode? No, 19.99 is. Oh, you bought the you whole thing. You buy the pass and it's... Or can you it. just buy one at a time? You can buy one at a time. So then it's 25. But if you buy the the game as one, it's 20 bucks. Um, you can get it on Steam, on PC, you can get it on Mac, you can get it on PlayStation, you can get it on 360, you can get it on iPad, you can get it on Android soon. <laughs> so it's on everything. Um, apparently, it plays quite well on the p- tablets. The problem is, it's not a it's not a sit down for five minutes and play game. You, no, there's no way you can bring no, yourself you, away. In fact, I've played them all in one sitting. Yeah, you sit down. I never stop. I don't even go for a pee. I just get your cup go. of tea and yeah. like kick your feet up, and that's it. It's like a movie. You don't want to watch a movie five no. minutes at a time. No. So I recommend it, and they've announced that they're doing season two. So um, that will be next spring. So yeah, I'll pay them now for season two. In it's a weird good. way, I think I look forward to that more than the next season of the show. Yeah, Not because yeah. I, I, I like the show, but I feel like... I'm really uh, interested to see where they'll go with the game. It's a little more new, because it's new people. It's different than, you know, we've been with this show now for three years, and, you know. Um, so the game, uh, yeah, we'll get a new game next year. I'll, I would pay them now if they did pre-orders for it. Because you, you kind of know what you're going to get, and yes, I want the continuation of this, because right. it ends... <laughs> on a, in a way that makes you want to I watch need more. to know more mm-hmm. of this so uh, yeah that's The Walking Dead uh, highly recommended buy it you probably have already bought it in fact it was cheaper over the Black Friday um, it was 15 bucks over Black Friday I noticed right uh, and I mentioned Black Friday because it was Black Friday and Thanksgiving this week mostly Thanksgiving but Black Friday occurred also did you get anything on Black Friday? we didn't go Black Friday no. shopping we don't I don't think so not on purpose no. Not because it's Black Friday. No, we don't go at 3 o'clock in the, the morning. The girl at the store yesterday, I think she's like a 16-year-old girl at the grocery store, and said, did you guys go out last night? And I don't know her. Right. And I thought, well, maybe she knows my nephew, because he's 16. They might, but I don't know that he did or didn't. Um, did you guys go out last night? And I'm like thinking, why are you asking me if I'm out? I said, uh, what, what would we be going to? And she looked at me like, well, uh, getting ready for Black Friday. Yeah, we went out and waited in line or something or other, and, I'm, and she goes, "And I, we were there really early, and so it was- we did on 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 Friday. We did drive past on Thursday. <laughs> yeah. We drove past Best Buy at about what five o'clock in the evening. Yeah, and there were people in tents 
in, in a line. And they had it all like cautioned tape. Yep. They're marked in the, off. They're and... in those little dome tents yep. inside in a line waiting to go in, which is even in our town, I wonder what they got. I would like to know. I'm sure the news crews were there. There was like, um, you know, when they say, oh, we've only got three per store, and it's like a plasma TV for $300 and stuff. They had that kind of thing. Right. So those people in the line were the ones who got that, right? Because they're the first in. You would hope. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I ended up getting a something on Black Friday. I got a PlayStation 3D display. And I've talked about this on the podcast before because I already own one. The PlayStation 3D display. I bought it, what, this time last year? This one? You yeah. got part of it. I paid for half of it for, for Christmas, Christmas last present. year, right? Yep. So um, I already own one, so I know all about the PlayStation 3D display. But I was sat at my computer at midnight on Earth. It was actually Wednesday night, because it was the day before Black Friday. And somebody had posted on Twitter, PlayStation 3D displays on Black Friday sale early on Best Buy. And I thought to myself, well, I use it on my desk, and I'm looking for another monitor. Why not get another one of those for my second monitor? Right. So I went to Best Buy, and there it was, $99 with free shipping. And I thought, that's probably sold out already, right? Because that's pretty <laughs> yep. cheap. So I put one in my car and paid for it. And you were there just I, in the nick of time. Yeah, and, and then about 10 minutes later, it said sold out. So I managed to get one. I've not got it yet. It'll come next week. But um, yeah, I think it's a good deal. PlayStation 3D. I think 3D. it's a great deal because I get your monitor. You <laughs> but a 3D monitor, 24 inch, with the glasses and a game and a cable for $99 is pretty good value. It's probably the best value I've ever See, it's bought. it's smaller than the one you use normally. And it, so that's why I wasn't that... It's a little more uh, widescreen. It's 16 by 9 rather than 16 by 10. That's right. the difference. I like, this, I like the other one better, so... I'm but, glad you're getting it. Um, it's great for games. Um, I play. I played Call of Duty in 3D this week on it. I, I mean, I've used this monitor for a year. I know what it's like. It's really good. <laughs> it, but I've actually hooked it up to my computer. So you're gonna have to do like put two different 3D things on and like look back, just like to watch two things in 3D at the same time. You can do a game, a 3D game on the PC. Span it across the monitor so it's really wide, like a racing game. Really? And then look at it all in 3D. Yeah, but that's thing right on the middle. It does, but you can still do that. Yeah. And, and it has compensation on some of the games, so you can compensate for the bezel. Like, hmm. I've seen people doing it, and it looks pretty cool. And I would say that's what I don't particularly like about the shared screen. Now, when I have two monitors and put one thing over here and the other thing over there, that's fine. But having that black bezel thing down the middle... It's annoying. I like it as two screens because I've been using it this week like that and I've been watching YouTube full screen and then doing my other stuff. So it does work very yeah. well. So uh, yeah, $100 monitor. Very excited to get it. Never mind that other people on Black Friday like to buy gifts for other people. I already bought your gifts. Not just me, but uh, you, you you geeky people like to just zone in on shit for yourselves. That's very Somebody was saying that this morning on what I was... I was watching something this morning. Oh, Adam Sessler was talking this morning about Black Friday. And he said, all of his peers and everybody he knows, do not use Black Friday to go and buy... Christmas, Christmas gifts like you should really because yeah, that's a cheap way of getting Christmas gifts they use it to buy stuff for themselves that's cheap like games that are cheap oh I also got um, cheap a Xbox game from Microsoft's store for five bucks they had a load of Connect. if you're into the Connect, and they're still on sale actually go to microsoftstore.com they've got Connect games which are fifty nine ninety nine generally for four ninety nine each, and there's loads of them. Connect Star Wars, you know, it's not not the cheaper right. titles. Like, so if you've got a Connect, 
I recommend you go there because the sale's still on. I think it's still on until next week. Loads of $5 games. Um, the only game that isn't on sale is Halo 4 in the whole, in the whole um, store. So um, that's my stuff for this week. Sid Talk, what is for dinner? Amy's margarita pizza and vegetables and mint pie by Sara Lee, I believe. Or like Miss- a Christmas pie or something? Yeah, it's just like... Uh, it's like a cream pie. It's got whipped cream on the top, whipped topping, and the middle filling is all mint with the chocolate crumb base, which I don't particularly like. I'd rather have graham cracker crisp, but the filling is The fluffy. chocolate crumb base, to me, is a bit bitter to Yeah, a little bit bitter. Why is it like that? Is it just because it's dark chocolate? It maybe. And the rest of it's pretty sweet. So yeah. Maybe, they, oh, maybe who knows. But I prefer graham cracker yeah, crisp, but that's what we're having because we bought the whole pie and we're going to eat it. I, I'll just scoop out the filling. I don't care. And what else? <laughs> and advice. What else? Oh, my advice. I was watching... I've been watching a lot of, like, science and educational videos lately, and I just... I can't get enough of it. I found Carl Sagan's Cosmos from, like, the seven, from 1980, which I'd never watched before. Never even familiarized myself with Carl Sagan. I've heard his name my whole life and have no clue who he is or what he's done. That's the truth. If you people know more, then fine. But I've never paid attention to shit very much in my life, I guess. So all of a sudden I'm wanting to learn more things. And then in one of them, they were talking about aging and your perception of time. How, when you look back on your life, I'm 45. So you could say like halfway through my life, basically when you look back, you remember your childhood as this really long, really lots of detail, lots of big things happening. And then as you start going back and you go, wow, so-and-so's kids graduate from college? It seems like yesterday when they were born. A lot of it is because when you're young, everything's a first. Like, almost everything you do is a first. You know? you Every year, yeah, you start walk. school, and it's the first time you've maybe had read. that teacher, and it's the first time you've been in that class, and it's the first time you've ever done math. That kind of math, and... The, Three weeks from now, we're going to have a new history subject. It's all first, first, first. And your brain reacts different. And then as you get older, if you think about it, you're in a routine. You buy milk every three freaking days. And you buy bread, the same kind of bread every week. You're a routine kind of person. I'm not. And I'm fine. That l- and learning more things keeps your brain stimulated. And you're aging then in terms of like... How you view your life. Oh, my life's going so... It's going so... It's like... It doesn't happen. You learn new things. It's like your brain's all activated. And so I say learn new things. And what I found... What they talk about a lot is this Khan Academy. K-H-A-N. Academy online. They have loads of videos on YouTube. It's actually like whole entire college courses. And I don't care that I'm not going to get a degree from it. It's like I can take an entire course on... Drawing, art history, macroeconomics, physics 101, biology 101, mathematics, algebra. What They got loads of stuff. And you might go, oh god, like I really want to learn biology again. But there's going to be something on there that you might just have been history even. Like Carl Sagan is a name I've heard my whole life. I still have no context for what he's ever done. Now I do, but I didn't. I watched one of his shows yesterday with you. I think it's I think it's just phenomenal. It it it's educational. It opens your mind up a little bit. It's 
get you thinking about things and then I want to learn more. And if he says, if he just in passing mentions something about Mercury, in the, the planet Mercury, and then I think, you know what? I don't really know anything about Mercury. I've heard it my whole life again. And it's just sitting out there and it's right up next to the sun. And wow, I wonder what's it made of and how hot is it? And how many times does it go around the sun? And while that's not exactly useful information, I understand that. But when you start learning things again, because I feel like you get in a rut, you know, like it goes to work. My job has some variety, so we're learning new tasks and stuff. That may be why I like my job so much, because on a weekly basis, there's added a new task or added a new way to do a thing. I work in a mainframe networking operations kind of environment, so every week there might be a new error message that's going to come up because they've upgraded whatever and you just have to learn that. And so that may be why I do like my job because it isn't exactly the same thing every single day. Right. And so I think we'll translate that into life. And it's like we stopped eating meat a few years ago, three years ago. And that has also like, it's like it flickers your brain alive because you go, Oh, right. I've been eating the same thing for 40 years. Mm hmm. Fried chicken, fried steak, hamburger, pork chop, sausage on my pizza. Okay, sausage pizza again. We're going to have a pork chop again. We're going to have a roast again. We're going to have fried chicken again. Oh, but there are different ways to fry chicken. Oh, but it's all fried chicken. So then it's like all of a sudden, wait, I've never eaten tofu. I'll learn how to cook tofu and how to enjoy different kinds of brands of food that I've never tried before. Bringing that back to that movie for a second. When he's feeding her the steak. Oh, Savages. Yeah. It's, it's really good. It's like... It's a, very good. It's another one of those, you're like, you just, I was leaning back uh, in my chair like, oh my God, he's got a fork in his hand. <laughs> and she's hungry and it's like... Ah, it's almost like, like this erotic thing. It is because he knows something yeah. that she doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. that has happened. Oh my he's God, he's horrific. He should get a, a villain of the year award because it's... He um, does a dick dastardly thing at one point. Twiddles his mustache. Whenever he feels a little, when he feels, when he's feeling cocky or trapped, his character does that, grabs his mustache, his gross, disgusting mustache. Ugh. So I say, try to, you know, YouTube. I can uh, be honest and say, until the last month or so, my thought on YouTube was, hmm, it's it's okay, I guess. But all I've really associated with was idiots sitting there hour after hour. You're not an idiot, but you've watched a lot of YouTube that is Are you saying I'm not an idiot, but I watch a lot of it? No, what you watch, (laughs) I've never thought of it as YouTube, I guess. You watch a lot of informative things about what you like, movies and games, like a lot of it. But it's not idiot videos, like stupid shit. Oh, you mean like uh, somebody like putting the dog, uh, tripping the dog. A dog riding a turtle. All that crap, yeah. And I honestly think it's, there occasionally something will come across... You did watch some babies sucking on lemons. Yes. It was funny. I've been around when babies funny. have sucked on lemons. In real life, that that was funny. It was funny. I can... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny the reaction they have. Because the reaction's delayed. And I've been it's around. Not, the reaction on a baby when is When you not give a kid instant. something they, like... They a... suck it. Yep. Because they don't know what's going on. <laughs> and then it takes a while for the brain to process. And then they okay, go... Okay, I admit, that was funny. Yeah, However... I will not sit. And you even tried to get me to watch one of those stupid meme videos. And I was like, I don't give a shit. I don't need to be in the loop on everything that everybody goes, oh my god, did you see that YouTube video? No, 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 no. YouTube has an endless, endless, well, maybe not endless, very big 
collection of phenomenally educational, inspirational. You know, it's not just people sitting there going, "Hi, oh, yeah, today I had uh, roast roast for my dinner, and I'm going to watch this." Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of that. On there's it. a lot of that. Yeah. There's a lot of oh my god, look at that kitten jumping off a building and all that kind of stuff. But if you just go, there's a whole educational section, and that's all it's about is actual educational videos about. Like I said, you can learn. You know, I love to watch people draw. Obviously, I like to draw. And so I can sit and watch people's techniques. I can do art history, which I've looked into. There's, you know, and it's just whole videos, an hour, an hour and a half of a professor giving a lecture on art history. Like, I'm learning something that I love. And it, like, like sparks your brain up a little bit. And even if you were to, if I were to say to people, like, oh, yeah, I'm really loving to learn about, you know, the universe and, like, the composition of the universe and, like, the elements that are, like, iron is here and it's also on that asteroid. I think that's fascinating. Now, I know people who would go, oh, my God, that is so boring. Fine. I can sit on my computer, in my house, on my laptop, sitting in my bed with my whatever, sit on the toilet and absorb this information because it makes me feel good. I mean, it makes my brain feel good. So, I say, learn some new stuff. Good stuff, not bad stuff. <laughs> but, you, but also, if you want to watch babies sucking lemons, <laughs> babies sucking lemons is really <laughs> that one is really funny. It is. Like it's, it's almost scientific, anyway. It is because it's fascinating. <laughs> Give a baby some babies don't some babies do anything, love it. just love it. No, they, they love it. They'll make the horrible face, but they carry on, and then they stick it right back <laughs> in there, and everybody's laughing their head off. <laughs> And then there's ones that just hand again. it back to you. No, it's there's no like, it. oh no, thank you. It's just like, well, try it again. Well, try it they again. They do keep trying it, <laughs> which is really weird. <laughs> like it might get better if I carry on. <laughs> oh but my yeah, god, there are videos of that on YouTube. Correct. <laughs> and it's really called "Baby Trying Lemons for the First Time." Yeah. I think it's what the one I looked at. All right, so um, yeah, they're both ends of the spectrum. You can find about the universe or babies sucking lemons. And a lot of dumb shit in the middle, in the middle there. But you know, make use of it. It's out there. It's f- completely free. Um, I just think take take a minute and think to yourself. You know, I've heard about World War One my whole life, but if someone asked me when did it start and when did it end, not that it's pertinent to your day to day life. I realize it's not going to make you any money or solve any world problems. But if all of a sudden you filled in that information. Or, in my case, geography. I think it was geography. around 1912, wasn't it? It's around that time. Geography. I don't know. See, I need to watch one. Of, I need to look into I thought it was 12 to 14. You can also look up endless, I mean, not endless again, lots and lots of uh, books, textbooks, and um, historical documents. You know, archive.org, is it? Or archive.com probably as well. If you want to read the books that are historic this... and not watch people's making it, cool videos about it, you can go there and read, download loads of textbooks and history documents and the constitution and all kinds of stuff archive.org is funny because i was on there and this podcast is on archive.org. yeah it is you i did find, not put it there it's just there it does and you can find loads of genealogy stuff on there but like if you're interested in like just whatever subject that like i'm bad at geography like if you ask me where's the sudan or where's greenland i I might think I know, but then if you gave me a globe with no labels, I'd be like, oh, where is that? I've heard of it. I listen to news stories about it, but 
I don't. So to fill in that little gap, it kind of puts your little brain on fire a little bit. So learn stuff. Learn stuff. (laughs) All right. So thanks for listening to the show uh, and learn some stuff. I hope you learned some stuff listening to this show. Probably did. Uh, so Maybe not. I'll remind you about our websites <laughs> ascully.com sitsaw.com you can catch us on Twitter Facebook Xbox Live YouTube catch this podcast on the Zoom Marketplace the iTunes Music Store or just go to ascully.com click on the web podcast subscribe listen whatever you want to do you can email feedback to me at ascully.com don't email SidTalk don't, you don't want it? no no alright not unless uh, you want to teach me something you want to say- teach me something Send me the I was going to say stay classy Benicio Del Toro, <laughs> but he's far from classy in this movie. Oh, yeah. Classy acting. Good acting. Not very classy character. No. That's a good question. Have we, maybe we should make, maybe we should make effort every week to teach something. Give some bit of actual information about this universe. It won't happen today because I have nothing off the top of my head. But next week, I will give you some information about this universe that you might not have known before. And other than that, I'm going to say think for yourself and learn something for yourself because someone out there is doing your thinking for you.